Hello again, and welcome to Faith, Family, and Politics. I'm your host, Joshua Cummins, in the newly renovated Bullet Studio. We're going to have a really big show today. That's my friend, Louis Rodriguez. He's here in studio with us. Always a joy to have you, sir. How are you doing? Fine. And uh, over here on my left, I've got the host of Laughing Libertarian, Alan McFarlane. Welcome back. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. And uh, over here to my right, we've got my dad once again. He's going to bring the message for us, Gary Moore. Hey, good to be here. Good to be here. All right. Uh, if you want to go ahead and kick us off with some prayer, sir. All righty. Let's all bow. Blessed Heavenly Father, we give you praise, glory, and honor first for our salvation, Lord. We thank you for this opportunity that we can step in front of the camera, Lord, in this fashion and bring forth not only your word, but to just kind of gather as friends and family through the camera. Let us all just receive something special from not only your word, Lord, but from our conversation. Let us all be blessed, whether we're here in studio, the newly renovated studio, or those that will be watching at home. We're just asking, just thank you for it all. In Jesus' blessed and holy name, amen. 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 All righty. Well, we're going to get in, if that's all right, Josh. Absolutely. All right. Our key verse will be taken from Psalms chapter 1, verse 3. And this is in the end. It'll be the verse we'll start with, but it'll be more the verse that we will finish with, more so than the verses that we'll be running through our message on. But I will go ahead and read the verse that we will start off What's your title this week? Uh, Where are you planted? All righty. And let's get in uh, chapter 1 of Psalms, verse number 3. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that shall bring forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Now, I'm going to jump over into Matthew chapter 13, and Jesus kind of spoke of a parable about the seed. Now, when you're going through and you're planting, there's a few things that you do. You want to make sure that you have good soil to plant in. Certainly. You don't want you don't want to go on to a, a beaten path and plant your seed. You put seed down on dry earth. It's not going to get anything really accomplished. So you've got to have ground that has been prepared. So let's get in to chapter 13. It'll be a little on the lengthy side here, but we'll get through it. We'll start off with verse 3 of chapter 13 in Matthew. And he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. And when he sowed some seeds, fell upon the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them. Some fell upon stony places, where they had not much earth, and forthwith they sprang up, because they had no deepness to earth, of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among the thorns. And the thorns sprung up and choked them. But other fell on good ground and brought forth fruit, some an hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. He or who hath an ear, who hath ears to hear, let him hear. Now thank you, Lord, for the reading of your word. Now we were kind of discussing this earlier on, the um several of us. You weren't here, didn't get a Kind of a run-in, Mr. Libertarian. 
I'll try to pick on you just a little bit, just to keep the conversation going, keep you awake for later on tonight. No, it's a long night Um, tonight. Keep keep track of his show, ladies and gentlemen. It's a good quality show, um, good entertainment, so do enjoy that. Thank you. I appreciate that. All righty. The the check's in the mail, right? I'm going to have to start writing them, I guess. All (laughs) righty. One of the things that you're going to run into is the wayside. We see that the first side – that seed fell by the wayside, and that is that ground that has been kind of trampled down. It is your path. When you go through and you you plow your garden up, there's areas where you'll walk, and then there'll be areas where you'll plant seed. Yeah. <clears throat> now, the area that you walk, you don't want to plant seed there. The way they was, the way this sower was in essence planting seed is almost as he's got all the ground turned over and he's just kind of tossing the seed out. And uh, which almost seems probably to a farmer to be it's like, that's not how you do that. I, I feel for the guy in this parable because I've done a little bit of gardening myself over the years. And yes. yeah, I mean, the, 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 it's definitely the not getting the soil deep enough part right or not having rich enough soil. Or yeah, there's a, there's a lot of things that can go wrong when you're planting things. Or the thorny the thorny uh, vine, yes. I call that the devil's vine. Boy, every time I get some good flowers going, my rose bush, this this old thorny vine comes up and chokes it out. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we're going to get to yeah. we're going to get to that person here shortly, but we can see that this person that happens to be the seed that falls by the wayside, in those areas, that's an individual that he hears it. But just as quick as it comes in, it just goes out. So it's like he went to church, sat there, and thought, okay, all right. In about 15 minutes, that hour that I told my mother I'd be here because it's Easter or Christmas. On his sundial watch. On his, yeah, on his, on his sundial watch. <laughs> it's an yes. open-air church. Yes, it's, it's a rare. That is a rare church, uh, to say the least. Uh, open-air when a sundial works, <laughs> keeping track of man, the 15 minutes to go. But that individual, he's sitting there w- watching his watch. He's, he's not listening to anything. Now, Scripture says that the word shall not return void. The word is going to go forth, and whoever hears it will receive something. But the vast majority of the time, this type of an individual, he hears it, but almost as quick as it goes in one ear, it just flows right out the other. Sounds like a teenager. It sounds like a lot of adults that we have today. Yeah, that's true. And I'm most <laughs> certain that will be something that we'll talk about in our political section. <laughs> Certainly. But we see that some fell upon stony places. And there are times when I know a buddy of ours, friend of the family actually, lives up in Wisconsin. And when they go through... Uh, they'll plant, uh, till up the ground. And when they go through and they till up the ground, one year they'll get all the rocks out and there'll be a, you know, pile of rocks that can be from, from, you know, small size to big size. Mm-hmm. Next year you can find some more rocks. But nonetheless, so you've got all this rock that they'll remove from where they want to plant so they can have good earth. Well, when you are in a situation to where, have you walked a trail, you're kind of walking up and it's on the side of a mountain and you can see that you've got your your slate rock that's got maybe an inch worth of dirt on top of it. 
Now, not a whole lot of big plants can grow on that little bit of dirt. Um, if the placement is right, you might see some moss grow. But that's that's low profile, and that has it has to have certain conditions for moss to grow with a little bit of dirt. But in this situation, where there's just a little bit of dirt, but there's more rock, that work gets into that individual. But as soon as he's outside, someone reminds him of his past, and then it just chokes out. The sun comes up and just scorches him. He's just like. Where did it go? It, you know, he's he got more from the message than the person that was on the wayside where the seed had fallen on the wayside. But then we see those that take it even further, and that is with the thorns. When those bushes come up on your seed, they'll come up, and that was one of the things that they would do when they wanted to militarily mess with you. So you, you would do sabotage warfare. So if you knew that someone was had good ground, the way you messed them up is you went in and you planted what was called tares. Tares, they look like wheat, but they're not wheat. They're fake wheat. Um, they're snowflakeish. <laughs> so you would kind of set it up to where they were counterproductive. But you couldn't go in on a wheat field and weed it. You had to let it grow up and hope that everything would last till the end. And then when he was reaping, you'd separate the tares from the wheat. Well, in this instance, it is a situation. Let me get in here. Someone goes through, and that plant is coming right up here. He's trying to stretch up, and he's like, I've got this. I understand it. But then... His friends that are in the world, they come in and remind him of his past, his present. And it's like, That's the man, week. yeah, I said, I know your past. I know how, you, I remember how you rolled. So they just, they just choke it out. They just come up and they suffocate that individual and remind them there's no way that God could love you the way that you need to be loved. You know, you're just, there's just, you're a person that just done too many bad things. Now, I'll let you know that is, that is a falsehood. But now we see where these that fell upon the good ground. And it is a beautiful thing when you've got good soil. When you, when you pick up good soil and it runs through your fingers, you can feel the moisture. You can almost just, you can almost, Feel the energy that's yeah. in the dirt. Usually a little bit of a good stink, too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. A good stink helps in some cases. You, you know, there's some there's some nitrates and some uh, <laughs> some uh, other fungals that uh, are, are brewing greatness. But on that good soil, that word has had a chance to come in. And when those people hear it, they receive it in the fashion of when water... It's dirt, and it's just absorbed into it. It's just saying, just just come in, come in, come in. And it's almost asking for more. And one of the things that we had discussed earlier, this is the individual, when he receives it, he hungers, he thirsts. And that's why when we come back to the verse that we started, 
keep track of my time here a bit. Let me get to the right page. Well, uh, producer Laura will keep us in line. She's She's got her watch going. Oh, well, and, those that and, watch uh, the show know that I am a long-winded uh, uh, speaker, to say the least. Well, actually, sitting in the producer's chair this week, I want to mention this real quick, Dad. Uh, it's, it's actually Alan's daughter, Riley. She's uh, she's over there listening to us and keeping us uh, straight on levels here. When did this happen? Levels? I yeah. turned my back, and then she decides to take over the show. Yeah. <laughs> so she's got your fate in her hands there. Huh? I know. I, I think my mic just went down. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that's why when we when we come back to Psalms chapter 1, verse 3, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Now, if you've ever seen trees that are planted in the proximity of a river, those almost seem to be some of the most greenest and beautiful beautiful of trees. Strong trees, yeah. They're strong trees. Those roots have... Hard to fish under, though. I tell you what, when you learn... <laughs> the blessings will overflow. There, there's a trick, there's an art, but there is a blessing that comes. I guess from... all the wisdom is on that side of the table, <laughs> right? <laughs> I've gotten hung in more trees than I've gotten under, but the <laughs> blessings are still there. But um, he is planted where he can receive the water, the drink. That that that. When you when you sit down for a good meal, do you sit down at a seven course meal with no water or or soda pop? You got to have something to drink. Okay, so you got to have got to have that drink so you can go. Yummy! Oh yeah, that's good. And then you can go right back to your steak, potatoes, and uh, for the vegans, <laughs> your salad, uh, your your uh, kale. Whatever they eat, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I already thought the show had way too much meat for them. <laughs> well, I I want to make sure that uh, the our our veggie loving friends uh, counterparts, yeah, our counterparts know that there is. I mean, they are enough. They are enough. <laughs> they, are, uh, they are the <laughs> the the venison that consumes it along with the cows. They process the salad so well that. It is it is a marvelous thing to consume, but yes, um, he will bring forth his fruit in his season, and that's the good thing. When you've got a healthy tree, and this is the type of tree that we're talking about, this is a plant that is is everything that is bad is away from them, and that's the type of plant you want. When you've got family and friends that spend more time reminding you of your past than helping to grow your future, then this is a tree that you can't be because they'll always want to snuff you out. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the problem. Misery loves company. Exactly. When they see that you're excited about something, if it don't fit their plans, there's a problem. This tree right here, he's planted where he can get his drink. He, he can get a good drink on. <laughs> he No bourbon and no slur. But his leaf shall not wither. Now, one of the things we had went through on my on my property one year, we had put down a, chemi- uh, a natural chemical that just really my front yard 
that year was green well into winter where everyone else's had already started looking died out. The nutrients that we had put in had just, just flourished. That grass was, was just a deep green and it was beautiful. Haven't been able to get it that way since. No manil. <laughs> Time to astroturf it. Yes. Yeah. That might be the best thing to do. That way I don't have to cut it. I was going to say, if I, if I drive by and you're mowing your grass on astroturf, we're going to have to have a talk. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's critical every now and then to get out there and just run the mower. Everyone needs that good Hank Hill. I got a big laugh. We're still going. Yes. Hey, that was a, that was my Johnny Carson joke. Yeah. Alrighty. But, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. In life, when you're feeding your mind and your body to bring you, to lift you. And that's the whole purpose that God wants to do. God don't want to leave you in your past. God doesn't remind you of your past. That's the last thing he wants to do. He said, I created you, just as Josh was discussing last week, and we have discussed before. God created us for more than where we're at. And we we keep forgetting that. We make excuses about it. We don't we we live in someone else's reality or we believe that the reality we have isn't good enough for us. And one of the other things that we had talked about was Lot felt like the grass on the other side was greener than the grass that was available to him. So he was willing to give up a blessing for what he thought was better and found himself in the gate talking and walking with the men of Sodom and Gomorrah. And last time I checked, there's not a whole lot left of Sodom and Gomorrah other than in a story. So that's where sin will take you. God is saying if you want to be blessed, get where I can feed you and I can give you life-giving water. That life-giving water all comes from this book right here. He will give you all the nutrients you need. Um... In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, he identified to the church at Corinth that they were babes in Christ, and they started out on the desired milk of the word. So with a baby, you give them the milk. But after a certain amount of time, you got to start acting like you've grown up. Now, apple tree isn't going to stay a little sprout for too long. Sooner or later, it's going to have to get big enough to where it can start producing fruit. So in order for it to produce fruit, it's going to need more water. It's going to need more nutrients. It's going to need what it needs to grow strong, to do what it is designed to do. That is is life. That is what we're supposed to do. So this blessed individual is planted right where God needs him to be. And that's what God's looking for each and every one of us. Josh was planted here in this season to bring forth the fruit that he is now calling faith, family, and politics. (laughs) 
<laughs> Mr. McFarland over here. I was afraid with all the all the experience on that side, he actually <laughs> forgot my name. Uh, well, he was pausing because he was hesitant to say. <laughs> McFarland. I could mix Mr. McFarland. Uh, I thought he was ashamed or something. No, no, no. <laughs> Mr. McFarland has, has found himself in a season where he is now in a closer relationship with Josh and is – has an opportunity to grow himself in a different fashion. Same goes for you, Louie. The relationship that you have has grown because of where you have planted yourself with Josh. And all of this stemmed from the simple fact that Josh found himself planted in the same soils that I have been planted in. So we have all grown from what God has given us. So we've got an avenue to speak to people across the world where so many other people don't. And now we're letting the fruit of our experience and and our wisdom and our understanding of what's going on. We're not looking to destroy anyone. We're looking to lift people. Now I don't I don't preach a prosperity message I just want you to get the most from the life you have. That's what this verse is saying. If you are a tree that is planted by the rivers of water, your fruit will come in its season, your leaf will not wither, and whatsoever you do will prosper. And hope that seed don't come between us. Yeah. So that's where we're at. I think we're in a good spot right there. We've got a we've got a, a family that's growing here with everyone that comes on the show, all those that sit in the producer chair, all add to the strength and the nutrients that we are sharing with those that are watching. And I think we have a pretty wonderful crew tonight. So on so uh, yeah, certainly. So uh, that's that's everything the Lord has given me on this subject, and uh, I'm I'm grateful. It is good. Uh, one of the things that we had discussed was just a simple fact of um, Josh said that he was nervous about bringing the message uh, last week. And yeah. one of the things that I was shaking in my boots, <laughs> you couldn't tell right across from me. It was fantastic. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Um, you know, one of the things that uh, what helps life is being comfortable with where you are and what you need to do when you're comfortable with the word then you can deliver the word in such a fashion that it is beautiful. God's word is beautiful from cover to cover, even in an old rough Bible like mine. Absolutely. Um, it's still it's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. So that's that's Listen. what I, that's what I've got. All right, <laughs> that's well, great. Carry us on over into the, the the family portion for sure. And but you got something, Louis? God always put people to tell the word, his word, yes. out to other people. Exactly. He had his, his, his 12 disciples, and they passed the word, and they didn't have to be a preacher. They didn't have to be a, a what do you call those, a nun or a nurse, you know. All you know, I have to do is just believe in God and give out the word, and that's what counts. Yeah, exactly. it won't come back void, that's for sure. Exactly. Those that preach the word, um, 
the apostles, the disciples, they they didn't go through any special ordination to become uh, preachers and teachers. Um, they were just simply chosen, Many chosen people. to 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 be loved by the Savior. I certainly don't have any reverendship or, <laughs> or any kind of no, ordination. No, it so. was uh, in, in the end, a blind man was. Uh, was asked who healed him. And he says, a man named Jesus. Well, what else do you know about him? He says, well, here's what I know. I was blind, but now I see. Amen. So the, the truth is, if you have been given the word and you see the word as the word is, the word was and the word will be, then that is your that is your ultimate blessing. That is your ultimate victory is you have that understanding. So you can boldly say and confess, Jesus loved me so much that he died upon the cross. That's your that's your victory. He died, and there's nothing you can do that's going to change that. Every sin that you you say, well, you know, I've sinned all, I've got all this sin in my life. Well, Jesus died nearly two thousand years ago. Last time I checked, that was before any sin that any of us committed around this table yeah, certainly. or at the uh, producer's table. So knowing that, what sin can you have committed that God's going to say, I can't forgive that? Now, I'm sure there's going to be someone that's going to go through and, and say, well, well, there there is, there is. And I says, I'm not taking anything from the word of God changing it and I'm we, speak and we keep him alive I believe in him yes well he is he is a living risen savior and is sitting at the right hand of the father so um it's a historical record certainly yes exactly and many nationalities can affirm that so when they go through and make their comments in the end he is risen I've read to the end of the book on a few occasions, and my God, my Savior, and the Holy Spirit, they win. They'll be back someday, that's for sure. Um, yeah, and going into the, the family portion, uh, since we were talking about, you know, where are you planted, I, I kind of wanted to uh, get a little bit nerdy for a moment because, I, I, you know, I uh, I do enjoy gardening a little bit, um, even though I've got some fake plants here in the studio. But uh, Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. I yeah, was going to say you're doing a real good job with yeah. your florals there. Yeah. They look lovely. Yeah, yeah, I, didn't, I didn't know it was life. fake, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if those are fully plastic for sure. But, uh, you know, um, yeah, you can't can't sow any uh, seeds with those. But um, we, uh, my wife, wife and I, we used to live in an apartment, and we had a dog named Zeppelin uh, you know, prior to Journey, the dog that uh, some of you have gotten to know and love. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and maybe not so much uh, audio-wise uh, over our episodes, but um, uh, yeah. But Zeppelin, he was one of the, one of the best dogs we had, and 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 um, but he provided a little something that uh, my garden needed when I was living at that apartment: uh, fertilizer. So <laughs> um, I uh, I used it uh, a couple couple years in a row where I, I mixed it in with my soil and uh, and uh, his his uh, his droppings, <laughs> so to speak, and. Uh, and I had some of the biggest tomatoes I've ever had in my life. Uh, one of them was, <laughs> I mean, one of them I had to hold with two hands. And uh, I had this little uh, this little plastic gate 
that I had uh, one of those El Cheapo plastic gates from Walmart that, that went around my little section of garden there. And um, one of them actually grew up and, and threw one of the pieces of the plastic gate. And it kind of looked like Bob the t- Bob Tomato from the the Veggie Tales because he had the nose. Kept, you know, so I, I kept that one around until it rotted out because I just wanted to show everybody, look, I got Bob the Tomato. So it was a lot of fun uh, gardening those 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 few years there, and um, I had some really good soil at an apartment complex of all places. Uh, but then get here at the house, and, and I haven't been able to you know get a rose bush more than two feet off the ground. So. <laughs> Yeah, it definitely takes a certain kind of soil. It definitely takes a certain depth, all of that. I mean, every those all those factors uh, come into gardening for sure. Yes, the elements for growth, um, just uh, between the water, the sun, um, the elements of the dirt itself, all coincide. Um, the same things that help us grow will help the plants to grow. So. Not to say we're all running around eating poop, but yeah, <laughs> no. But those darn weeds—they come back every year. Man, they give me trouble. I'm always having to pull them, yank them off, off them off my other plants, and I always get these—you uh, know—that that I was t- talking about before—that the choker vine that wants to wrap itself around my rose bush. And if I'm not on that thing every day, every day, it it, it just goes out of control, out of control. And I'm like, how does that grow? Like, I go to sleep, I wake up in the morning, and I've got. Three more feet of vine. How does that happen? You know, <laughs> so weed never dies. <laughs> They'll grow and grow and grow. Yeah. I have a guy come over and sterilize my yard, hoping that he gets rid of them. But the next year, they just right back up, right back. Can like never get devil. rid of weed. <laughs> That's the bad of the weed. So Gary, wouldn't you say the plants grow by the the water, the sun, and the holy spigot? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. In a matter of speaking, yes. But, uh, speak it for the plant and the Holy Spirit for you and I. So, yes. Yeah. Um, Alan, uh, do you enjoy uh, gardening? or Gardening. I did watermelon over here just right down the street from you. I did yeah. that uh, sandy soil, whatever. Did it in my side <laughs> lot. Perfectly fine. Um don't do a ton of it, but I, I did enjoy growing watermelon, even though uh, being a capitalist, I think at the end of the day, I spent more on water that summer than I would have if I just bought the five watermelons that I actually <laughs> produced. <laughs> Watering three times a day. And I'm like, you know, I spent 40 bucks on five watermelons. I think I'd have been better off going to the supermarket. But, you know, it's it's not about that, right? That's yeah. In our society in America, it's not really about that if you really want to do that. Um, barring 2020 where you probably grew at home <laughs> to avoid other people. But, uh, you know, I, I can't really say that. I like the process. The process is great. It teaches you skills and I don't necessarily mean about growing food, but it teaches you the repetition that you need. It teaches you a lot of life skills that you can apply elsewhere. Yes. You know, patterns and, uh, making yourself a schedule and things like that. So, and then, of course, you know, reaping that at the end and having something to show for it, which just meant I handed it to my neighbors because I had way too much. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, yeah a lot, like a long-term payoff, like because we're so used to those hustle and bustle lifestyles that we, we lead nowadays that. Right. Yeah. So, like, yeah, they cost you, but, you know, you had those watermelons to reap at the end. Like you said, you know, that's it something to show for all that hard work. And that had, that had to have been probably the, the, the best part. It was. It yeah. was. And, you know, it was great finding – 
I don't know. It was just great to go out there and checking on them and watching them grow. I mean, that, that's a good feeling. Like we like we like watching progress on everything that we do, and that was pretty cool. Until you crack open a watermelon a little too early, and then it's yellow, and you're like, oh great, that's great. That's twenty days worth of watering and planting and working to just throw it away. That's fine. Learning curve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it was bad. I had, I have grown a garden in the back, like you try to grab. Grow tomatoes. I was growing tomatoes, but my problem was with the mice and the raccoons. Yeah, they don't grow well. Oh, they have critters. <laughs> you got to keep the cages around there really yeah. well. Yeah, that walls was work. My problems. Walls work. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes, walls do work. <laughs> but continue. That was my problems with uh, growing. Uh, I gave up on it. I said, forget about it. Now we we went through this year. Well, last year. For me, the years. From 2000, the end of 2019 to today have just, they just ran into all one year. I don't even. Yeah, well, you know, 15 I, days I, to flatten the curve at all. Yeah, at all, at all. 15 <laughs> days to flatten the curve, and uh, we're, we're so many days into 2022. Yeah, all I did was flatten my expectations. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm just <laughs> wait, <laughs> waiting for the new adjustment. But uh, we went through and. One of the gentlemen from the church give Kim a couple of tomato plants. And rather than going through and digging in the ground, we did a raised garden. We actually took a rubber, rubber made tote. We took bark, some pretty good sized chunks of bark laid down in the bottom. And, um, I did poke coals in the bottom of the rubber made tub. That way I'd have drainage through. I didn't want to, but the hope was, is that as the plants grew, any anything that was going on underneath the dirt would hopefully decompose the uh, bark enough to where it could kind of help add some nutrients to it. Certainly. Now, we ended up, we got tomatoes. They weren't, when you think tomato, we're thinking tomato. Yeah. And it was... Tomato. There's no Zeppelin tomato. <laughs> no, there was no Zeppelin tomato. Um, I grasped the concept of fertilization. Oh no! But adultered. It just, it just doesn't scream yeah. fertilizer. But these are not my tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> so, to say the least. But it was. It is good to know the process. And knowing what is coming, and literally the way we see today's society brewing today, we've already got one nation that has already convinced their society to already throw the chip in. We're going to put all your information on this chip. It's in you, and then you can buy and sell, and it's just a glorious thing. You don't have to carry a wallet. So you can't pickpocket, can't come by and and pickpocket your pocket because – your wallet is underneath your skin. So now you just go, oh, and it's paid for. <laughs> Isn't that a beautiful thing? Yeah. Well, they, they also have um, these Amazon stores. Uh, I think they're out in California. I, I don't know if they're anywhere else, but I, I think San Francisco was the where they started. Um, but um, essentially you could walk in the store, and it, it attracts you throughout the store. There's cameras, and it's all automated. There's no actual human interaction you just go in you pick up what you want you put it in the cart and you it scans every it has all the items already set via the cameras and scanners on your way out and it just charges to it right directly to your cell phone um so 
for those who uh, try to jump the uh, jump the turnstile, so to speak, and go in and thieving ain't you know ain't so easy anymore. They can't just go in and steal from that store because they're being tracked. They've got facial recognition software. Amazon's gonna c- come after them for sure. <laughs> they can't just go in and uh, shoplift well, there. Now I will admit, when it comes to the self checkout of Walmart, which I am one hundred percent against. But there are days you walk into Walmart and you get your grocery cart and you're in line. And you're going, man, if I was a good gardener, this would be less of an issue. Or, man, I'm in Walmart. I'm in Walmart. <laughs> wow, man, I'm a Walmart man. But you're standing in line. And, and that kind of that process of kind of having is like, can I go ahead and just scan this stuff as I'm throwing it in the cart and just – Cling, hit the Walmart pay, and go right on out the door. Now, I hadn't tried it, but I believe it is possible. I know Sam's Club yeah, Sam's, Sam's, Club, Club, yeah. Sam's Club, is doing that now. Yeah, so. you can do that. I've, I've, I've done it. Um, so that, that kind of that process, I do kind of like that just for the simple fact that they they are doing a little bit better of a job. There's at least four or five lines open rather than just two and then the self-checkers out on the ends. Walmart but, owes me some store credit for the checkouts that I've done. So, well, uh, <laughs> and see, and of course now, now you got to be careful trying to get that store credit. They'll come after you for about five times the amount that they're claiming, which is one of the things that they have done. They have scored about uh, two point one billion dollars in overcharge theft fees because of. Um, inaccurate accounting on the self scanners, and the lady that uh, it was a news report on it, but she had went through. They come back, and she nearly lost her job because they was claiming that she stole. The scanner wasn't working. They got the assistant to come over. They got everything scanned, got everything paid for, and then they tried to arrest her. As she's going out, she's already received assistance to take care of everything. But because the machine was acting up and the camera that's on it wasn't working, they ran her through, finally get everything straightened out, release her. Then the legal team from Walmart comes out and goes after her. She, Like I said, she nearly lost her job. I think it was like $40 worth of stuff, and they was – Claiming nearly four thousand dollars in damages, so so um, the aspect of growing a garden. I know your concern was like you know I've got I'm sixty dollars in on five watermelon <laughs> that I could have gotten for a third of what I've got invested. So when you look at it in that fashion, then it's kind of like okay, four thousand dollars. I'm supposedly a thief. Or $45 or $60 for five watermelon. The growing process is a beautiful thing. When we learn it and we understand it, and if we've got the opportunity to to develop it in such a fashion, there are ways to water it and neutralize, um, add nutrients to the ground that literally the earth itself can give you that you don't have to spend money on. But it's it's having the resources. So in other words, that means you're going to spend sixty dollars 
for a book that's going to show you stuff that was done between the 18 and even the 1700s on up to today to improve your self-sufficient gardening aspects. So I think this is a tool and a trait that needs to be um, taught, actually needs to be taught in school. Yeah, I think it needs to be brought back for young kids especially because, I mean, the the um, the delayed um, payoff. That, you know, we yes. talked about that, that young kids learning delayed payoff so that they're not um, so focused on instant gratification, instant gratification, instant gratification. This, this could teach them that patience um, and really putting themselves into something. Uh, true, true entrepreneurial aspects yeah. versus falling into the traps that uh, um, quick money, easy money, microwave money is is the way of life, and we've kind of we've discussed that a little bit. Um, there are individuals that find fast money. You can make fast money. Fast money is a lot of money, but the unfortunate problem with fast money easy come easy go. Easy come easy go. So when we learn old-time tricks to to grow not only ourselves but those around us, and that is kind of breaking it down just as we're breaking it down here at the table into its simplest fashion. Life doesn't have to be difficult. When a conversation takes place, we are adding the nutrients to the ground. We're adding water to the seed. We're allowing the seed to grow because this will go out into the World Wide Web, and will flourish there. And people will see it over here, and the roots will travel this way, and they'll travel to Pakistan. They'll track her, you know, could be watching this show in North Korea, and we not know it. Uh, I know I know my, my buddy in Pakistan's watching for sure. <laughs> we, we feel confident it's not. You sure that I, I Kim Jong-un isn't watching us? I just going, uh, maybe that he is? fat guy is very funny. <laughs> not sure which fat guy, but that fat guy is funny. No, no. Um, that is not how he talks. I've never talked with a man, but I I believe that him and our – our former hey, stereotypes president stereotypes are stereotypes for a reason. Well, our, our <laughs> former president had good conversations with him. They was able to go out to the uh, the main divide and was able to have good conversations and post for uh, some picture ops at that point in time. But I f- believe they was trying to make a process and of growing yeah. that needed to be seen. And we've gotten to a society today that the very simplest of things, that entrepreneurial spirit that is at the root of the American dream, is when you invest your time and energy to grow something, you see something larger than you see. So you may have seen five water melons, but you probably also kind of seen some things that you could have done differently that year that you said, you know, if I do this a little differently, it probably would have had a better outcome. Yeah, like leave the pack of seeds on the shelf for 97 <laughs> cents and buy one of those darn watermelons. I think another good thing about watermelon, though, is that, is that it, it does generate its own seeds right back, so you could yes. actually... You know. I was hopeful, and that didn't well, happen either. I was like, it's okay. These are junk watermelons. I'll get way more next you year. need a rainier season, yeah. Well, i tell you what. Speaking of stony ground and watermelon, and no need for a watermelon crawl to go along with the story, um, 
back when I worked for Indyglass, I delivered down into Amish country down in southern Indiana. Well, we had watermelon one day. Watermelon. Watermelon. Juicy, fully drenching watermelon. For those listening on audio, he just made the my fish was this big. big. <laughs> they, they were. They were it was a what a melon. They were a watermelon. You know, um, watermelon the way watermelon was meant to be. Yeah, and it was great watermelon. And I mean, they were spitting their seeds out into the gravel outside the garage door, literally. Later that year, the seed had taken root. <laughs> they had grown watermelon in gravel, their gravel lot that was like this long. It was about well, about two-thirds of what they started with. And they had about five or six off of the one plant that they had, that seed, well, the one vine. Yeah. But so, which kind of brings in a different aspect of, well, now, what happened there? There's stony ground. It's like, yeah. well... Underneath that stony ground of that Amish property, it's probably good soil, <laughs> which was good soil. <laughs> they've been they've been farming for years all their life, so they know so, what they're doing. Yeah. So even yeah. on even <laughs> on stony ground, they can get good fruit. <laughs> um, so it was interesting to see that. But go ahead. Not only that, pretty soon we're going to have to grow our watermelons the way prices are going. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Eventually, yeah, I didn't know it was going to catch up. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, speaking with, of tomatoes, yeah, catch up. So, with each process, and this is one of the things: if you decide to improve your garden, do half of your garden is your fruits and vegetable or your your vegetables, but also plant some corresponding flowers in the bed to help. Um, there are certain plants that you can, certain flowery plants that you can plant that will help keep insects away from the vegetables you grow. So keep that in mind. That was something else I had picked up. So needlessly to say, little tidbits improve the mindset. And bringing it back into school, it does bring in that entrepreneur spirit. When you teach them how to do something that lifts them, they can't they can't go through and say, well, because of where, because of my neighborhood, is the reason I can't succeed. There's been too many people that have said, "This is a bad neighborhood. I'm going to do what I need to do to get out." Um, Danell, um, Dylan, well, he is a he's the running back. I don't know if he's the current running back for. Um, the University of IU, University of Indiana. I don't know sports enough. So um, I believe he is the running back coach. Um, his uh, his dad is Sherman Smith and was a running back coach actually for the Tennessee Oilers um, back in the day. But they had um, that – he was – actually adopted. He didn't know that he was adopted. So the lady he was living with thought he was his, that was his mom only to find out she's sitting there talking to someone and identified that he was adopted. And she's like, he's sitting there. It's like, I'm adopted. And she's like, yeah, you're adopted. And just kept going. And it wasn't until, um, he was Youngstown, Ohio and had determined where he was, was not where his future was. His future was beyond his circumstance. 
And that's what we're trying to educate these people to. And we have such a divide in our nation now that the very simplest of things, we have to plant the seed in good ground and let everyone know if we all feed this seed of humanity, compassion, character, a man should be defined by his character, not his wallet, not what he's got hanging on his walls, his character. When a man is defined by his character, Martin Luther King, everyone at the table can agree that was a good man. Yeah. Everyone can agree Abraham Lincoln was a good man. There are men in society that were good men. And they were defined by their actions of their character for what they stood for. This is what needs to be done. So where are you planted? All comes back to the notion of are you going to live your life defeated because you feel your ground cannot provide for you what it needs to provide? And so I, that's why we need that entrepreneur spirit in schools and farming. Farming is critical. We've got food deserts, as they call them. Why are we have food deserts? Because that entrepreneur spirit is gone. That fast money. How do you get that fast money? You go in that shop with your little pistol, wave it in him. Or your knife and wave it and have what's in the cash register. That's not entrepreneur. That's theft. That doesn't lift you. That puts you deeper in the rock, puts you deeper into the thorns. You can't get away from the thorns if you keep stepping in them. You've got to get above that. That's why we plant our seed in good ground. And when we got a society that does that, that's where we get our victories from. I'll tell you who's in the entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, that'd be Hillary Clinton uh, with all the um, spies that she hired. Um, she got a, got a whole bunch of entrepreneurs uh, entrepreneurs uh, coming up. Uh, there was uh, 11 implications. She didn't plant spies. She planted seeds. <laughs> yes, she did. She did. Um, seeds of deception. Uh, Fox News reports 11 implications of the Durham probe threatened to undermine Biden. Um the bombshell revelations filed last week by the special counsel John Durham and uh, ignored by most of the mainstream media could have been profound implications on America's ability to trust our institutions. It's significant that Durham uh, filing further uh, confirms that so many voters already suspected that President Donald Trump was right. You know, he'd been trying to tell us, he'd been trying to tell us uh, so many times, um, was right about his uh, opponents infiltrating his uh, private information and that Hillary Clinton's campaign consistently lied to the American people. And not only did she pay for um, uh, spies to uh, make it look like he had ties to Russia, um, that, that it's in the report, uh, but also um, not, not just candidate Trump, but she also had spies on President Trump when he was in the White House. Um, so what, where are we going with that? What, what, are, we, what are our thoughts on uh should we lock her up? <laughs> is this treasonous? I think it is. I think it's very treasonous. I think right now we have a political groups that have 
a self agenda, not an American agenda. And I think one of the um, some of the things that we are seeing taking place now kind of come back to that that patriot spirit, and I I want to make sure that they completely understand the patriot will take back the land of the people, whether it's in Canada. America, Central America, we will take back the land of the people. Yeah, it's starting with truckers. Um, actually, uh, connection to that, uh, the, the Canadian truckers um, who, who were fighting against their mass mandates, um, they uh, they inspired Americans. It was, it was a little bit of a flip because usually it's uh, it's usually it's us uh, inspiring. So it was it was kind of a, a hit to our. Um, our pride as Americans, but uh, but at the same time, we watched those Canadians uh, go through and, and pull those trucks through and, and, and try to get things overturned. And, and now, um, as of today, there were some truckers out there um, fighting against things here. Yeah. So it was nice to see that inspiration. They're supposed to have a convoy coming from California. Yeah. And Biden All the way is to trying to stop that right now. He don't want yeah, it to happen. Nothing they can do about it. I can tell you what, he can try all he wants. The American spirit. Power of the people. The, the power of the people. Um, some will go through and say the silent majority. Uh, I think it's the angry American that was spoken of in a country song. Sooner or later is going to come back around and it's going to bite them all in the butt. Now, they can call those Americans um, workers of treason, treason, but they keep forgetting the position they hold is a position that was given to them by the people. Yeah, the representatives. So, the representatives, and, and um, they should be um, held accountable, and even more so um, – when they are, when they become representatives, um, or even when they're candidates for representatives, so that's why I was looking at with a story with Hillary Clinton, where, you know, um, she's hiring spies. I mean, there's always opposite opposition research. There's that that kind of thing that goes on. I mean, you're going to have a little bit of that, but yeah. um, not to this this level. I mean, um, that that Steele dossier um, was completely fabricated, and and they got that they got that. Uh, FISA warrant um, on false pretenses, and it's all coming out in the Durham report. Uh, it's really coming from Hillary. Is probably learning from her husband, who, when he was a uh, president, he was very corrupt. Yeah, he had some secrets of his own, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, did. <laughs> and but, now uh, it's on display. Him in that blue dress. <laughs> uh, He's got, got def- He's definitely got better legs than Hillary does. <laughs> uh, got some thoughts there, Alan, on this? Um, I mean, honestly, you know, I, what do you expect to find when you're dumping tons and tons of money into uh, different organizations whose job is to obviously show why you're putting money? I mean, if you're investing money in anything, you want to see results. And so a, a company or a group such as the the groups that she was pouring money into are going to give her results no matter what. And so 
Um, I'm not just that, but like also Russian probe and, and all these things that she's pouring money into to try to get the results she needs because all they, it doesn't have to be fact. And as we can see in this world, um, even with our media, we see the first one to report is more valuable than actually having the yeah. truth. Yeah. yeah. The truth comes out later, but it hasn't had an impact. It doesn't right the wrong. No one says sorry. Exactly. So, exactly. And politics are exactly the same way. If you can drop some kind of information that the media will pick up, that's far more valuable than being factual. Unless exactly. you're Project Veritas when you're telling the truth and they completely set you aside. <laughs> that's right. Right. Uh, Another uh, thing is Biden is trying to take over the cornfield farmers. He's trying to use corn for gas, gasoline, and other stuff. I don't think a corn cob is going to uh, fit in my gas tank. <laughs> no, but <laughs> that's what he's trying to do. Well, and that's that's been kind of that's been going on for a while. We had flex fuel for mm-hmm. over a decade now. Ethanol. Yeah. And that ethanol, I mean, you're taking you're taking feed corn, you're taking our nat- our edible corn, and you're turning it into alcohol. Well, anytime you eliminate any kind of product is going to drive the price up. And we're talking feed corn. So if you eliminate that to make fuel, first of all, you're not buoying the price of fuel to begin with. And it's a, it's proven that like E85 doesn't have the same kind of, same kind of combustion levels of, of gasoline. You don't get the mileage out of it. Uh, you know, you have to have a special engine to run it obviously. But then when you take feed corn away, then you drive up the price of the feed corn that exists if it costs more to feed your animals, you have to get more out of your animals, which inevitably means you save a few dollars at the gas pump, but you spend that much more trying to buy anything else. Yeah. Probably your watermelon rule. Uh, <laughs> yeah. A watermelon man. Don't take me back to that. <laughs> you know, we was talking, uh, I was talking a while ago about the truckers um, in, in Canada. Now, um, there was a Canadian hacker. Um, <clears throat> there was a Canadian hacker who admitted to breaching the uh, Give, Send, Go um, um, it was. It's like the, the GoFundMe. Actually, GoFundMe. That's a whole other story. There, they should just be sh- ashamed of themselves for taking, uh, trying to take money from the truckers. That actually, um, it's got like, refunds to the people that donated. But I mean, it's like everything else, right? It, w- when we use their platform, they say you can't use our platform. Make your own. And as soon as you make their platform, then they want to take their ball and go home. Yeah, so that's just that's exactly what happened with this, right? GoFundMe said. Oh no, we don't we don't stand for this. You can't do this. Well, okay, fine. Well, go make your own. Okay, fine. Here it is. Yeah, they're so, not happy about that either. Yeah. Exactly. So we had this uh, this other um, you know, this other platform come up and give send go, and they raised some money, and then uh, this Canadian hacker admitted uh, to to breaching give send go, and he even doxed the donors. Um, he did it on live, so he was actually making money on this. Mm-hmm. Um, this is according to American Pigeon. Um, Canadian hacker Aubrey Cottle, uh, also known as uh, Kurtner. I don't know if I'm getting that right, but it doesn't matter. He's an idiot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, don't, don't give idiots aliases. Right. Mm. He, he claimed in a TikTok video that he was responsible for hacking Give, Send, Go, and that resulted in the doxing of Freedom Convoy donors, supporting the now international movement of truckers against the COVID mandates and the mask restrictions. Um, so... This guy apparently there was another young young woman um, I didn't get didn't get to catch her name uh, but they were both uh, arrested uh, as of today mm-hmm. was that right Louis um, we'll have to find By that article Canadians, so we can post yeah. it on our sources um, but uh, they were both arrested as of today I mean I mean you, you put yourself out there you're breaking the law yeah you know <laughs> duh what a, what a moron 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, I guess, you know, he, he's doing nothing different than politicians. Um, they do it behind the corruption of the media and, and their other uh, entities. They're, these people are just saying, well, hey, if the protesters can break in and destroy federal buildings in Seattle, why can't I well, when live, they, when they lie, live, just... live stream that I'm stealing from the world? When they lie, it's just called being a politician, right? Yeah, well. So. There. No. There has You're to be. You're a terrorist. Yeah. Sure yeah, are. it should be listed as terrorist, yes. Yeah, and unfortunately, that's what Justin Trudeau labeled these um, Canadian truckers that were standing up for themselves trying to. Say, hey, I, I want to work, but I don't want to put stuff in my body that you're requiring me to do. Yeah. Uh, I, I shouldn't have to. Try to figure that one. You know, yeah. the whole concept of that is yeah. just overwhelmingly idiotic. I drive truck. So for 500 miles, we'll just say a day, I drive truck. I'm in my truck. I'm by myself. So I'm supposed to sit in my truck by myself with a mask on. And then I pull up to a site in front of one individual. We're outside in the open air. We cut the seal, open the doors. We back up to the dock. They unload the truck. I might go to the facility, wash my face, use the bathroom, you know, creating some of that uh, fertilizing manure. There you <laughs> go. And, uh, and head back to my truck. I do my log, and I thought and, you just did your log. Yeah. Well, well, there, there's the log for the industry, and then there's the log for the government. <laughs> so the log for the industry went down the crapper. The log for the government is still locked up in my book in the in the truck. So well, at least as of yet, they're not making you cross the needle bridge to to keep doing that. Yeah. Here in, in the states, but I'm sure it's coming uh, because the United States government has shown its support um, for for Trudeau and these mandates. But um, there was a uh, there was a victory uh, as of yesterday. The uh, the the premier of Alberta, uh, Jason Kenney, uh, declared that they were going to uh, end end the uh, the mandates as of uh, the first March first in in uh, uh, in Alberta, the province of Alberta, and. Um, they were also going to be scaling back um, over the next few weeks all the mask mandates and all that stuff and getting getting basically phasing it out. Um, so the the truckers won in Alberta, so it's just got to keep going. They just got to push a little bit harder. And, and and I know that this is a very dangerous. That's uh, a lovely word. We're phasing it out. Phasing just it out. end it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They they should. They're trying to get their now they're grabbing the kids and arresting the kids yeah. away from their fathers. You know, what, what gets me is Trudeau opens with, you know what, guys, it's all on the table. Everything's on the table. And then two days later, he goes, I'm declaring martial law. And meanwhile, everybody in America who loves 2A is going, oh, my gosh, please, please declare martial law. <laughs> <laughs> but, and But what I love about what these truckers are doing in particular, though, is that they found a way – to stick it to the man, to stick it to the government and say, hey, we're not going to follow your rules because we don't want this thing in our bodies. And they did it nonviolently. They did. So they're, they're taking the steps that you want to, you want to try to do it diplomatically and, and nonviolent. And they're not burning down the Wendy's. They're not um, destroying yeah. it. The, the, they're, they're not, not, they're not stealing the baconators. 
<laughs> they're they're not stealing the potatoes. They're not picking up the Nikes at the local uh, Nike store. They're, they're, they're not burning down businesses. Yeah, exactly. They are um, doing it nonviolently, and they're protesting and saying, we want our rights. We want to be able to decide what we do with our bodies. And, and uh, that inspires me because, I mean, yes, the, definitely the 2A thing here for sure. And if it comes to that... Uh, I'll, I'll join them for sure, but th- but there's people that are trying to bring them, you know, gasoline. Uh, they're trying to bring them uh, blankets because it's so cold there. They could they could die. Mm-hmm. It's so you know they can't keep their trucks warm if they don't have gasoline. Um, Diesel. So yeah. Diesel, come on. <laughs> we'll go with word fuel, but um, yeah, they can't keep their trucks warm if they don't have fuel, and um, they're being people are being arrested for just giving stuff away, and they actually uh, also recently tore down a. Um, it was a bouncy slide for the kids. They had a little bouncy uh, castle, and there was a, there was a street festival. And they, the, initially, the police had told them, "Oh, if you if you uh, leave um, two lanes open, you can have your festival. You can you can all hang out and do your thing and protest as long as you keep these lanes open." And then, um, not, not too far into it, they came along and started, yeah, uh, like Louis said, arresting children um, and pulling p- these these officers who were not um, showing what police officers should be doing. Um, not upholding the law uh, properly and not um, being um, servants to the citizens, um, you know, take, making them take it down. stealing their gas. They're just yeah. grabbing their gas. Straight up theft. Yes. Okay, now. How much now, is that badge worth if you're thieving? Right. But let's let's kind of open the door just Sorry, a little bit. Sorry, I a little bit. <laughs> no, that's, that's perfectly fine. That's perfectly fine. Kind of irks me. We want to go through. You need a mask. That's gonna that's gonna save lives around you. You need the jab because that's gonna save lives around you. How many deaths have we had in total? I don't know. I don't have it's the numbers. Less than a million. It's it's less than a million. I know that much. Okay. Alrighty. So it's let's, less than the population of the city. Alrighty. So let's let's just look at a number. The term "my body, my right." is used for one thing. We discussed it overview. Yeah. Overview. Around 73 million induced abortions take place worldwide each year. Mm-hmm. 73 million. That's how many people die by abortion. But yet, COVID requires that you need a jab, not one, not two, but a booster and a potential another booster. For a respiratory infection. So we'll kill 73 million and say, it's my body, it's my right. But you don't have a right when it comes to COVID. So if you're a woman and you want to have an abortion, no problem. But when it comes to COVID, you don't have any rights. Your rights are my rights. And when you go to the hospital, no matter what kind of sickness you have, Everything is COVID. Everything. You could go in there for a gallbladder, a headache. You could let out gases, and they call it COVID. Yeah, you had yeah. you had an instance like that. Yes, I yeah, we through that. We, we talked about what, it a little I, bit. If they smell one of my farts and say it's COVID, <laughs> <laughs> they haven't had COVID. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you lose your taste and smell. That's for sure. Um I haven't had it myself, but I, I know that there's a couple people at this table that have dealt with it and know that you, you can't smell or taste anything. Uh, so, uh, 
Uh, but uh, going into our, our third topic, uh, um, if we oh, uh, Louise got I our. That's the bell that was getting over. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, we, don't, we won't be able to do a She's play the video on our on our um, on the uh, monitor there. So, um, but maybe we'll we'll, we'll uh, inter- interject that next week. Next um, week, yeah, yeah, certainly. We'll find some more articles on it, <clears throat> but. Um, uh, CNBC. We're going to use CNBC this week for our final article, um, but for good reason. Uh, TikTok insiders say that the social media company is tightly controlled by their Chinese parent company, ByteDance. I mean, uh, we've known that for a while, <laughs> right? Um, but you know, now it's true because it's in the news. Now, because something yeah. with BC at the end of it has actually said it, right? <laughs> right. Jeez. So yeah. don't forget that in in there. <laughs> that CNBC. CNBC. NBC. Um, so some key points here that they're pointing out is that there was a former ticker talker, uh, ticker talker, <laughs> TikTok employee. We'll go with it. Um, <laughs> right. Um, it's a worthless app. I've gotten rid of it myself. Um, I was on it, but uh, decided to, to boot it uh, for good reason. But anyway, uh, former TikTok employees say that there is cause for concern when it comes to the popular social media uh, app. Uh, Chinese parent company, uh, ByteDance. Um, they say that ByteDance has access to TikTok's American user data, all of it. So they have actually full access to everything that is attached to your, your phone when they get on that app. And you, you sign that agreement, you click on that agreement, they have access to all your user data. And um, it is closely involved in Los Angeles company's decision-making and product development. So the, the CCP essentially as full control of what TikTok does. Um, not that we didn't know that already. Yeah, just as anything they have there. Yeah. Including their watermelons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Overpriced and underpriced. Um, some, like base watermelon. Yeah, some cybersecurity <laughs> experts say uh, they worry that the Chinese government uh, could use TikTok to spread propaganda you know, could, hmm, yeah, uh, or censorship to American audiences. You mean like Russia did? <laughs> or to exercise influence over users, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Um, yeah, the $1,500 worth of uh, propaganda, Trump ads that they bought on Facebook, right? Exactly. Uh, uh, to exercise influence over users who may come to regret what they have posted on the surface, service. Now, um, uh, comedian Andrew Schultz, um, I watched a video earlier this week, comedian Andrew Schultz had brought up um, – what is encouraged on TikTok? So there's an algorithm that goes along with most social media apps. It uh, it, it based on what you watch, it suggests other things. Well, um, for so American, all those really great TikTok dances, that's going to get tens and tens of views. Uh, sometimes thousands, yeah. Sometimes millions. You, you can get famous for doing something stupid, right? And that's what they perpetuate here in America. Right. If you want to tear down the uh, tear down a country, the easy, the fastest way is to tear down their youth, right? Because they're the next generation up, and so and most mostly it's the youth using this app. Well, mostly impressionable as well. Yeah. And, yes. uh, I mean that's why in America we have mostly l- young liberals, and we have middle to older conservatives because you know, skin in the game. Yeah. Skin in the game. Feelings versus skin in the game, and that's what you'll have with anything like that as well. Certainly. And <clears throat> so you have these uh, these. Um, People who are getting on there, and like I said, they're, they're being encouraged to um, do these dances or do these trends that just makes them look dumb. They do. They want you to do the dumb things. Do all these challenges. It's the it's the it's the 
eat cinnamon challenge or whatever it was that they had on YouTube some years ago, but it's just gotten perpetually worse. And because the instant gratification that TikTok provides, um, it's just that much quicker, um, coming to fruition. And, um, and then there's also the Chinese government propaganda that is certainly, certainly on an app that has got a very huge grip from the CCP wrapped around it. Could they get into your iPhones? <laughs> Um, so yeah, even unfortunately, uh, I mean, well, <laughs> iPhone is made it made in China. It's built in China. So um, even the uh, the very encrypted iPhone, um, who has you know that's the one of the best secure, uh, most secure devices as far as the phone market has. But uh, even there, um, you're you're looking at uh, the TikTok being able to get in there because you sign the user agreement, right? You, you don't read in. it. You just scroll and say, "Yep, sure, I want to play on this app because it's fun," right? And uh, it's got silly things on it, so let's let's have some fun. But uh, to caveat on that, um, in China, what they encourage um, on their algorithms is uh, engineering things and building things and what they want their young people to do um, to make them have better futures, uh, growing watermelons, so to speak. <laughs> Lead-based watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> they are pretty smart people, though. Well, when it comes the, to technology, yeah. when when it comes to that aspect, um, there is a select group that are extremely smart. That was the one thing. And see, when when they go through and they identify that they are so far more advanced than the United States, we're saying no kid left behind over there. You behind, you out the door. That's right. So. You know, they may be testing 20,000 kids, and we're testing 60,000 kids. So when you're testing 20 that have been um, grilled into in such a fashion that even if they falter, they're probably getting kicked to the curb. So they're lessening their numbers. They are testing the cream of the crop, and we're testing everyone. We're saying everyone deserves a shot at, at success, and, and that you know once again comes back to to where are you planted? Where are we planted as individuals, as a society? We have found ourselves in a state now where you've got individuals that have found their seed grounded in a dirt that has left them alone in themselves and suicide rates are up. All in the name of protecting your neighbor. Murder rate across the country up. Yeah. Because of inequity and mandates and I'm not getting my fair share. You're going to kill grandma. Yeah, that's what I hear a lot. Not only them. All those grandmas. Yeah, so so we are at a state that we have have destroyed truth to the point that truth is a 18-second video on TikTok, all in the hopes that someone's going to give us a thumbs up. There needs to be more to life, more to the truth, 
than just a thumbs up. Yeah, but um, uh, if you if you do like and share and subscribe and all that good stuff, we do need that stuff. Uh, so comment, 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 all that good stuff. We we do need it because um, it does get us through the algorithms uh, on the totalitarian YouTube. And um, uh, please watch us on Rumble because if you watch us on Rumble, get, get us get us get our viewers shifted over there if we can. That's um, where we really want to yeah, be. That's where we really want to be. Um, it'll help us make some money here, and we can bring you more content. Um, and, and hopefully some more, um, shows over time. Cause, uh, Alan and I, and, um, Louie, we're, we're working on that for you guys. So yes, comment, 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 share, share, share all that good stuff. I don't want to get too far. I want to start begging, but yeah, smash that like button, smash the rumble button, all that good stuff. And hit that bell icon. So you get notification, yeah. letting you know of all the great content that comes up as soon as it comes up. So be looking for it. Have your ear open for that ding on your phone. <laughs> Making your breakfast, ding. Ding. And Planting sh- your garden, ding. Ding. And share, and share. Ding, ding, ding. All right, Dad, you want to bring us home with a prayer? Yes. Blessed Heavenly Father, we give you praise, Lord, on first for our salvation, Lord. We thank you for this opportunity to gather as friends and family, Lord. It has been an absolute blessing to sit down with my brothers here to get into your word, Lord, and to speak on not only family, but on on our society today, our brothers and sisters that are out there that are fighting for what's right. What we need, Lord, is victory, and that victory starts by coming to know you as our Lord and Savior. When we come to know that, Lord, then the rest of it will come to fruition and to be an understanding. We'll know how to fight because we're fighting on the right side. We just ask all of this in Jesus' blessed and holy name. Amen. 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 I'm your host, once again, Joshua Cummins. Uh, to my left here, we've got the host of Laughing Libertarian, Alan McFarlane. Thank you for joining us, sir. Thank you. Across the table, we've got Louis Rodriguez. Thank you for joining us, sir. And the guy who brought the message today, uh, go and uh, like, share, and subscribe on his channel as well, More on the More. Yes. Uh, Gary Moore. And uh, we'll see you next week. See you then. Take care. Watermelon. Bye-bye. Watermelon. Watermelon.